Kings. The content on this channel and podcast represent the opinions of Christy and Tara, as well as any guests that they may have on the show or website. The content here should not be taken as medical, mental health, or legal advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health care professional for your mental health questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and on this channel are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. And we encourage listeners to do their own research and utilize the sources that we provide in the show notes of each episode. Finally, privacy is of utmost importance to us. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast or on the channel have been changed or left out to protect confidentiality unless express permission has been provided. Hey, Risers. Um, I'm Christy. And I'm Tara. And welcome to Rise to Being. Today, we are talking about toxic positivity. Um, Tara, what would you say <laughs> the difference between toxic positivity and just good old-fashioned positivity is? I think positivity is having a positive outlook on things. You know, instead of saying, um, oh my God, it's fucking raining again. You're like, oh, it's raining. The flowers are getting watered. That's positive to me. Toxic positivity would be when we ignore a problem or we ignore something that's negative or that is harmful and we frame it so that it's positive regardless. Like, you know, if, um, for example, to use the same rain episode, uh, example I clearly can't speak to use the rain example instead of saying um you know oh good the flowers are getting watered saying rain is the best thing ever and I don't care if you don't like the rain because rain is perfect and special and excellent and it should always rain I would never say that <laughs> <laughs> I do love the rain um so there is um there is a difference in toxic positivity and regular good old-fashioned positivity we know there is a lot of research and science behind the fact that positive thinking can actually help us live more healthy lives i'm a very negative person just generally i struggle with positivity a lot a little black rain cloud i've mentioned my tattoo on my wrist before of the little black rain cloud i am i tend towards negativity so all positivity is a little tough for me to take and so when i am you know feeling a little negative, um, and someone wants to be all positive, it feels toxic all the time. That might not be the case. So, yeah, it might not be. Not necessarily all or nothing, right? Right. Mm, BPD. <laughs> so, um, it does show, you know, the studies, even genuinely, even smiling. I hate that. I hate, uh, for smiling to me, seems so dumb. Like, I understand. Like, that is a real thing. Like, I have read the science myself because I didn't want to believe it. But smiling does increase your um, happy chemicals, whatever. I think Christy's got some information about that for us. Dopamine and serotonin. Okay, yeah. dopamine and serotonin. Um, so, sure. Okay. That doesn't mean I'm going to smile and I don't want to. So, that, you just hit the nail on the head. That's the difference between toxic positivity and positivity. What? Give me, I don't know. I don't know what I said. You said, I'm not going to smile if I don't feel like smiling. Oh. So, is forced positivity maybe 
closer to the definition of toxic positivity? Definitely. So if I say, um, oh my gosh, you just stubbed your toe, um, just smile. Smile. I'm going to punch you in the face and right. that's How's, toxic. That's not going to help your toe. Right. You need a moment to reflect that your toe freaking hurts, right? Makes sense. Okay. So you're right. The difference between positivity and toxic positivity is um, being able to process your emotions. So I don't know if y'all saw my TikTok um, of me eating a bug. People do it. Oh, my God. So what happened was... um, I had I had a client that was till like seven thirty one night. Mm-hmm. So um, I just opened um, a watermelon Red Bull, and um, I realized I don't really need to be drinking it at seven thirty at night because it might affect good sleep hygiene. Sure, yeah. So um, I knew I had an early morning client um, eight o'clock in the morning, so I'd be there about seven thirty. So 12 hours later, I was just going to leave it on my desk and drink it in the morning. During that appointment, um, I take a big old chug of it. And one thing that I wasn't, you know, TikTok is, moves fast, fast. So um, I have a tendency to elaborate and go on and on. And the very first sip that I took, like it had granules in it. Oh, my God. Like, you took more than one sip. No. I took one big gulp, but the granules... That were the bug were in Were there. dissolved bugs. Holy shit. And it's then, way worse than I thought. Then, and then, like... The actual black, bug. Yeah, and it was a, a black ant. So, black ants got into my... Um, like, it, I'm... That... That it is way worse. I know I, you're gonna make me gag if I stop. Don't that. gag. That is annoying. She does that all the time, and so does my boss Deidre. If you're listening to this, you and Kirsty with that gagging, man. Moving on. So yeah. So what? How does that relate to toxic positivity? Drinking a bug. So <laughs> swallowed a bug. I really needed a moment. Like I needed a moment. I was in the middle of a session, but I swallowed a. Not just one bug. Not I didn't swallow a bug. I swallowed dissolved bugs. <sighs> That's terrifying. Um, so I needed a moment. If if I'd walked out, I went, I brushed my teeth, I rinsed my mouth, I got a mint. I mean, and then I got to go back in with my client and continue, you know. Doing my job. But if I had taken the big whole swig and then said, yay, just extra protein. Toxic positivity. (laughs) For sure. And I think part of toxic positivity has got to be avoidance. Because, you know, there's someone in my life, and I will not call them out, but they know exactly who they are, um, that is toxically positive. And they don't deal with any of their shit. And they push it down, and they pretend it's not real. And um, we know that if we push it down, it comes out sideways. Hashtag right. Travis Meadows. Um, but that, that they are toxically positive. So Everything's going to be okay for, because of, of that. Um, wanting to avoid 
genuine feelings. Remember our episode on emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't just push them down. You can't pretend that they're not real. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I was horrified. It was not funny. If you tried initially, I can look back and it's a it's a great story now. It's a funny story. Right. Um, still a little too soon. I still feel them. Anyway. The, um, it, God, I'm so distracted by the bugs again. Still too soon. But it can be a funny story. Yeah. It can be. And somebody can say, you know, hashtag extra protein, guys. But please, in my moment Mm -hmm. of being horrified, let me be in that moment. Let me be in that moment of... FML, right? You know, this like is make just... space, take make space for you, and let you process that, and don't just immediately throw out a solution or the reason that it's not that bad, or try to turn your frown upside down. Like, allow people room for their emotions. So, the what gets us confused about positivity and toxic positivity is. Um, these amazing um, brain messengers in our head, serotonin and dopamine. So um, serotonin is released when we um, need like calm, like we've, we've finished something, we've completed something, we are calm, we are collected, we are at peace. Okay. That's serotonin. Dopamine is that rush that you get um, from accomplishing a great goal or doing something wonderful. Or something that feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're constantly wanting to chase those feel-good hormones. And so sometimes toxic positivity gets in the way of being able to, um, you you just want to feel good. You just want to feel good. So you ignore the space mm-hmm. that it takes to to allow not to feel good. And so would that be related to like the idea of numbing? So I want to feel good and anytime I'm stressed I want to eat something sweet or Don't anything mean. right. I want I'm seeking those chemicals mm-hmm. instead of processing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Overlap. Because that it, you know, I, I do. I I eat sweets too much, I smoke too much. And it is TikTok, social media, all of that dopamine hits. Woo, 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 woo. You know, we get um, we get hits from a lot of unhealthy things, and so, you know, the more that we're chasing those chemicals, um, the the more toxic it becomes. We have to find this balance of calm and peace, and you know, dopamine highs, and serotonins aren't low, guys. It is. Um, a calming feeling mm-hmm. so but the the push for dopamine hit and the calm of a serotonin um, a serotonin buzz yeah oh, that makes yeah. sense and that's I mean you know serotonin selective serotonin uptake re-inhibitors mm-hmm. that is like that's a so major sorry. depression antidepressant An- yeah okay yeah. that's what I thought because I knew that serotonin mm-hmm. sounded familiar yeah so um how do we then find a balance um, by maintaining a positive out, outlook, mm-hmm. which will help with that balance? How do we maintain a positive outlook and still give space for um, 
feelings that are less than positive? I would say, based on my therapy with Stephanie, is that we acknowledge that we're not stuck here. We acknowledge we're not stuck with the bad feelings. I will get through this. This is only temporary, but I need to process this feeling. Mm -hmm. So process whatever feeling has, you know, got me dysregulated. And then at the other end, I can, again, you know, find that positivity. But even at the beginning, acknowledging that it's not forever is being positive without saying, oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I don't have to think about this or talk about this or process it. Did you ever watch, um, uh... It was a Netflix show, Kimmy, somebody who lived Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. No, I did not. She was so annoying. I I tried. Everybody said it was so good, but I just couldn't do it. Sorry. It was a great show. But one of the best things is you could do anything for 10 seconds. Anything for 10 seconds. So she had to, like, um, turn this thing that was actually creating power for okay i agree to an extent that we can do anything for 10 seconds but that sounds slightly toxically positive to me because there are some things we shouldn't have to do for 10 seconds there are certain things that doing for 10 seconds is detrimental or we're going to have a negative feeling about like we should still get to feel those feelings no no no. i'm saying so if something bad is going on like it was more in agreement Tell me what you mean by that. So what I mean by that is like something bad is happening and you're like, I can do anything for 10 seconds. Meaning like, you know, I can, I can get through this shit because it's terrible and just move through it. You know, like I I have a flat tire and then I'm just not even going to get upset about it. I can, I can do anything for 10 seconds. This is fine. You literally just said the same thing. (laughs) Knowing that there is an end in sight. Mm, Okay. Well, tell me what you, so knowing that there is an end in sight. Mm -hmm knowing you can do anything for 10 seconds, I can get through this right now. Because it's temporary. Right. It is temporary. Yes. No, I was thinking like you were setting a time limit on how long it took you to process the emotion. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. It was, it was, this misery is, there will be an end point. This will never last forever. You know, we, um, I went on vacation with some friends a couple of weeks ago, um, to Destin, Florida, and we were right on the beach, and we were doing ridiculous things like giving ourselves fairy hair and, you know, reliving our youth, and we bought mood rings, and it's like some cheap little, you know, sidewalk stand mood ring, but I've worn it every day because I know that it's based on body temperature. I know that it does not, you know, track my moods, but it is reminding me that all moods are temporary. Like it right now, it's like a dark blackish purple. And then 15 minutes ago, it was bright green. Like to just be a visual reminder that things are going to change. Circumstances are going to change. Emotions are going to come and go. It's okay. I like that a lot. I really do. What's fairy hair? Have you not seen that TikTok trend? See, I don't even watch TikTok, but one of the girls there is like huge into TikTok. She like has the little Stanley cup and everything, a little pastel Stanley cup. This other, Chrissy has a, I'm going to have to tell her about this later. And I'll put a link in the show notes for those of you that need the Stanley Cup. Um, but it's like this tiny little strands of like um, sparkly plastic sort of. Tinsel? Yes, yes. Like very narrow tinsel. <laughs> <laughs> I could not think of the word. Yes, and they're in all different colors. And you like tie them at your root and it stays in for like weeks. 
And so I had one piece. We got tired because we were kind of struggling. But we did get one piece in really good. And I left it in my hair for like a week. And it's, it's heat resistant and you can wash your hair. So I just had this one little tiny gold tinsel strand in my hair for a week. It was fun. We also wore like green extensions and blue extensions. We were, it was just fun. Sounds like fun. It's just... You know, never She'd never of... heard of fairy hair. Well, I'll put a link in the show notes for the fairy hair as well. And what's a Stanley cup? It's just like a tumbler, like a like a Yeti, but it's like really narrow and tall. But it's like the thing to have. Like everybody has one. And you one. know this from TikTok? It's from TikTok. And my friend had it then. And Carrie Gay just posted that she just got hers. Oh, I just said her last name. Carrie Gay, You, we also like Brene Brown. We, we think you're the greatest, and we can't wait to have you on the show. So, we so that was said only you, in love. We were talking about you earlier because we want you to be on um, our podcast. So, so anyway, we'll, we'll hunt you shout out to Carrie. Yeah. But she had the cup, too, so it's a thing. It's a real TikTok I have no thing. idea. I feel mm-hmm. so left out. I need one. I, I haven't ordered it, but I, I do want one. <laughs> okay. Whoa, squirrels. ADD. Yikes. <sighs> we did just have lunch, and we, um, you know, we got a little distracted. So we're going to do better. Okay. Toxic positivity. So, how do you remain, or how do you, at what point Mm -hmm. do you move from this sucks to reframing? Do you know what I mean by reframing? I do. Where you're reframing the situation. It's not as bad as it seems. Instead of thinking of it as, um, I'm never going to get the job I want, say... Um, the job that I'm at now is giving me skills that I will eventually be able to translate into my dream job. Like right. reframing it to make it something that's actionable. Because if we have just this overgeneralized negative statement, there's no room for room for change. And we have to make the room for change. Right. Exactly. So, um, okay, so you're saying that this the cycle of... Um, to keep yourself from being toxically positive, mm-hmm. but knowing the studies of positive um, and reframing thoughts will help your overall mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying to stay in that balance, um, you have to experience something. Okay. Then fully embrace the emotions that are the correct tool for that job. So if, like, Okay, you experienced eating a bug. Yes. Then you sit in the emotion of horrified disgust for a few minutes. Yes. And then you take action to get the grains of ants out of your teeth. Right. And then you take a moment to reframe. This could be a really funny story. Um, At least it wasn't a roach. Cod, extra protein. People mm-hmm. eat ants all the time in different countries. Right. This is a delicacy. There you go. So is that the, the cycle you were talking about? That is the cycle I was talking about. I'm okay with that cycle. Okay, good. I like it too. So what are some signs of toxic positivity? Oh, toxic positivity, again, not not having time to process the emotion. Don't feel bad. You're not allowed to feel bad in this situation. Feel good. People have it worse than you. Oh, that is, oh my I gosh. I hate that well, one. So I had, a, I had a client recently who was like, I'm so embarrassed to come into therapy because so many people have it worse than me. And I said, gosh, I go to therapy because so many people have it better than me. <laughs> I mean, these, this friends, they just bought a boat. This, these couple, you know, have a vacation home down, you know, in, um, 
western part of Florida, Panhandle. Um, these people, I mean, all these people have it better than me. And I think society pushes us toward that. We had a friend that died of cancer at the end of last year. And during her journey, she would not, she'd have a really bad day after chemo. And she would, you know, she'd message or we would talk and she would just say how sick she was. But she would immediately follow up with, but I know people have it worse than me. So-and-so in one of my groups is going through this. And just totally discount everything that she had just said. And that in my... You know, people expect that. They, you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be a fighter. You you know, you're not allowed to be sad because people have it worse than you. That's toxic positivity. Absolutely. We, <laughs> did I tell y'all, so I grew up Catholic. Um, if I stubbed my toe, my mom would say, offer it up for the poor souls in purgatory. I could not even take a moment. For us non-Catholics, can you explain what that meant? Offer it up for the poor souls in purgatory? Yeah, like the pain, like you're giving them the pain. I don't understand. So if I <laughs> offer up my pain yes. on behalf of maybe my grandma who wasn't so nice, oh, who's now sitting in purgatory. Spend less time in pur- purgatory. She would spend less time in purgatory yeah. because I stubbed my toe. Wow, your mom was intense. Hmm. Toxic positivity. Purgatory. Yes. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> so, um, you know, what you were talking about, I'm, it, it kind of made me sad for a second because I did, I wish Tina had allowed herself the space to really mourn the loss of a very young life and mm-hmm. her body and how her body was giving out on her. Um, to say some people have it worse in that context is, I mean, it, it so just toxic. makes, right, it, it is beyond words toxic. I really, I made a joke about it earlier, but I will say to you, if you say people have it worse than you, then I, I will make you say all the ways people have it better than you. Because your life could be so much better, so why not be pissed about that? And then you see the meme all the time where it's like, we all have different levels of tolerance. We're all individuals. So maybe, you know, Christy stubbing her toe is going to ruin the rest of her day because it hurts so bad. And her little, she's broken her toe on her makeup case like four times because it weighs 40 pounds. But like, I could, you know, bump my toe and be over it in five minutes. I shouldn't expect that Christy has to be over it in five minutes. Everybody has a different level of tolerance. Fair enough. That's an ironic um, example, knowing that your pain tolerance is that of a gnat. She says that, but I get tattooed like a badass, so whatever. How four kids come out of your vagina? And the never last one life. being 11 pounds. Minus pristine, on purpose. Thank you. Um. So yes, all of those are examples of... Um, I'm going to name this episode the one where they talk about their vaginas, just so you know. <laughs> you started that. You know what? Um, so trying to give, that's the example that we've been kind of set on because it is so toxic and it makes me so angry, is trying to give someone perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be worse. Instead of validating that emotion right then and there, this is how I'm feeling. Right. I understand why you feel that way. Well, you know, I've listened to so many self-help books over the last six months. I don't even remember which book this is from, but one of the... Um, exercises or the things in there was, um, you know, you, I totally lost my train of thought. Go ahead, continue. And I'm going to come back to it. So another just enormous pet peeve of mine that is so prevalent in our culture for toxic positivity Mm -hmm. is it is what it is. Yeah. Fuck you. It is what it is. Come on guys. It is what it is. 
No. That means nothing. You, that it's it absolutely means nothing. Right. So when something bad happens to you and your first response is it is what it is, you are literally telling that that person inside you stop ever reacting. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. Get it. it is what it is. Life happens. I Move remembered on. what I forgot. I want to go back because it was go. really good. So th- what was saying was anytime you have like um, a perspective issue, you can say, you know, instead of saying like people have it way better or way worse than me, you can explain why it bothered you so much. Like what about my past maybe makes this harder for me to deal with than someone else. Oh, I like that so much. That was so worth going back. I think so. Because, you know, like, you know, I had a lot of food insecurity in my youth and in my childhood. So for me to, like, forget my lunch causes me a lot of anxiety. Where somebody else would be like, you forgot your lunch. Like, go to the store. It's not a big fucking deal. But for me, it brings up a lot of anxiety and a lot of things. So when I start to feel that, instead of telling myself I'm wrong for feeling that level of anxiety, I can say, what has happened to me in the past, it makes perfect sense that I'm reacting this way because of what I've been through. I love that so much. Use um do it again. Do it again. Do another it again. example. Yes. Another example. Okay. Um another Make example. Make magic happen again. Okay, okay, I will. I'll try. Okay. Um so another one could be you know, I, I'm borderline. So one of the symptoms of borderline is a perceived um feeling of abandonment or that you're about to be abandoned. So if I, you know, text Christy and she doesn't text back or I text my mom and she doesn't text back or I text my husband and he doesn't text back, my brain, like the anxiety level that I feel over not getting a text back when I'm used to getting an immediate text back is ridiculous. I'm like, oh my God, they must have mad at me. What did I do? And I start just reiterating and rehashing all of these things when I could just sit down and say, hey, all right, Tara, this is a borderline symptom. You have experienced abandonment trauma in your life multiple times. So of course you're going to be upset about this. It's okay. Everything's okay. This feeling is okay. I don't make the feeling go away. I don't pretend it doesn't exist. I acknowledge it and I respect it and I figure out where it's coming from. I love that so much. I really do. That's good. I think, yeah. And sorry, I'm not giving credit to whoever came up with that. But again, I've read so many books and that one just stuck with me. So It's a good one. I, I would think that that's, you know, there are some things that are widely. Um, what, like known. Yeah, and yeah. that one was a good thing to pull up. Um, but I don't think one person, I, if one person deserves credit, I hope that one person is listening and will correct us. Correct. It was probably Brene. Just <laughs> 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 we are really doing what we can to get her. Okay. Um, so what about, um, let's do like, an, I'm going to give you a toxic positivity example and then you reframe it into um a non-toxic accepting response okay okay um don't think about it stay positive wow um it's perfectly acceptable for you to feel that way is there anything you'd like to tell me about it or can you you want to talk about it or like yeah you know just acknowledging acknowledging someone's pain I think is like one of the kindest things that you can do and I never really understood that I think we keep bringing up you know Christina um our friend that that passed away from cancer but until I had experienced like the level of pain that comes with a loss like that like I did not know how to make space for people's grief 
at all. There, I work with a, someone that I'm so close to, and she lost her daughter in a car accident right before she came to work with us. And she would talk about her all the time, and I just didn't know how to react or what to say or do. But then following Christina, then anytime she brings her up, I'm like, tell me more about that. Tell yeah. me more about you know, what she was like, you know, why did she love this? Or you, you know, to like ask questions and yeah. hold space, not get over it or something stupid that toxically positive um, people say. Failure is not an option. That's, yeah. I hold myself to that standard and it's ridiculous and it is impossible. And so a way that I would respond to that instead would be like, um, I'm sure, you know, I know that this is tough for you. What it, let's talk about maybe some of the things that you learned from this or how you can do things better next time. You are so good. Or maybe not the word better. I don't like the word better. That was well, a judgment Well, it word. actually said, so failure is a part of growth and success. Oh, it is. Agreed. Oh Look, God. I'm learning so much. Um, everything will work out in the end. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, okay, we may not know what's coming next, but we can prepare ourselves for any contingency, you are strong and you are valuable and worthy. You know, I'll be honest with you. I think um, that might be telling people, positive. yeah, telling people that they're they're strong is actually a, a form of toxic positivity. I can see that. I really um, can. Yeah, you're you're you don't have to be strong. Right. You're allowed to be weak. You're allowed to cry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it was was it the fail? No. Which one did I give you? What that was the one. Um. It'll. Oh, everything will work out in the end. Yes. Okay, so it would be more like um, if what we started from, you know, we don't know when this is going to stop. You're going through a lot right now. Yeah. Um, I want to be a resource for you. I want to help you. What can I do to support you? Um, but just know there is. An end in sight. There okay. is a light at the end of the tunnel. I like that. Yeah. yeah and we can get through this right. Okay. See, yeah. like, even our like our natural responses to, like, be strong mm-hmm. is something that, you know, yeah. you don't think about as being toxic or negative. You're telling someone they're a strong person, but you're placing on them a judgment or an expectation that they're going to be strong. Right, right. Um, oh, my God. Positive vibes only. Positive vibes only. If you're not positive, you're not allowed in my club. Yeah, that is ridiculous. We all experience different emotions. We've all seen the feeling wheel at this point, and if we haven't, we'll put a copy in the show notes just in case you're a latecomer to our podcast. But no, there are a wide variety of emotions, and we're all allowed to feel them, and we should surround ourselves with people that understand that. I mean, can we say the word authentic again, please? Yeah. So if it's positive vibes only... You're not being very authentic. You're not being real I at mean, all. that's not, that just doesn't even exist. Nope. Um, delete negativity. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. I mean, suffering is part of life. It is. It's just part of it. And we, we have to acknowledge that. And we have to be able to, what did you say? Honor space for yeah, Hold space. Yeah. And y'all, I, another a book, I don't even know which one to quote again, but this was so happening to me. I know Christy said this a thousand times, so I already am going to get fussed at for this. But it was like, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Expecting to be happy and comfortable 100% of the time is not reasonable. 50% of the time, life is going to suck. 
50% of the time you're going to be happy and that's okay. You're not always supposed to be happy. And I mean, I knew that, I guess, like inherently, but just hearing someone say it to me was like so eye-opening. I'm not supposed to be happy all the time. I don't have to force myself to the state of positivity and happiness when 50% of the time, like life is supposed to be a little bit shitty. Okay. I must say the one that gets me. This is the, y'all, this is the one that like if people were shock callers you and I them. heard them, I would shock the mother. Ooh, what's cut? What is it? Everything happens for a reason. Oh. Yeah. Kiss my ass. No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> Number one. Um, let's not get into a religious debate, but. Mm. No, it doesn't even matter. If I, it, you know you're right. that I believe. I um, know. I believe a higher power. Yes. Um, I believe that we can find reasons in most anything. Mm-hmm. I think that if something bad happens and we turn it into a learning experience, then that can be a reason. Yeah. But nobody makes or no no magic being wand holding wizard makes something happen for a reason. Right. Happen to one person and not another. You know, like, in, you know, in losing someone, like, or in someone getting hurt in an accident, you know, I work, um, let me change that example because I don't want to talk about them. Um, I ha- we have a friend whose husband was in a very, very bad car accident about 10 years ago, I think she posted, maybe 20. Yeah. Um, you are people- so either 10 or, or whole like 20. I, I don't have a, memories, BPD, we, we delayed a lot of stuff. Um, but, it, you know, it, everything happens for a reason. Maybe he needed to take a break. Maybe he need. No, he was not. A, he was in that accident because somebody was looking at their phone. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. Like, that did not happen for a reason. It wasn't his, his you know, weight to bear, his journey to navigate yes. because, you know, someone thought so. Right. It is. So, how if instead of saying um, everything happens for a reason or when it is said, you know, I will quickly jump in and say, um, you know, we we can hopefully find reason in this, but it did not happen for a reason. And again, 2023 year of self-reflecting, that was a very judgmental, um, you know, to kind of go out, go at let people like that. And if you believe that, and that is the higher power that you believe in, does play a hand-hand role drawing everybody's daily diagram of what they are and aren't going to do, that's fine, but you need to understand that not everyone follows that belief system and it is dismissive and it is toxic if you are to, you know, engage with someone else and expect them to understand or to embrace the idea that everything happens for a reason. Fair enough. Good. Okay. Um, any, so mine, it is what it is and mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason are the two that just set me on fire. Yeah. What, anything? It's it, something along the lines of it's not a big deal. Are you going to remember this in five years? Like, people do that all the time. Well, guess what? Right now, I'm having a panic attack. So, who the fuck cares if I'm going to, you know, remember it in five years? Right now, I can't breathe. I feel sick. I am in extreme distress. Fair enough. That's one I get a lot. I do, I mean, I have a lot of emotions. And I know it's exhausting for people. And people don't understand, you know, again, with the borderline, we have extreme emotional um 
emotional extremes and um, people don't understand why little things like make me have such a big reaction but that doesn't change the fact that that's the reaction that I'm personally experiencing. Mm-hmm. So I will challenge you um, going forward to, you know, when you are offering people um, insight or if you are offering to be a friend to them, what is the best way to show that you respect where they're at, that you respect their feelings, that you respect um, that you, you want to hold a place for them to feel. And I promise you, it's not offered up for the poor souls in purgatory. It's not. And don't feel like you have to fix it. Just because someone tells you their problem or something they're going through, you're there to listen, right? If they ask you for a solution, feel free to offer one. If they ask you for words of comfort, feel free to offer them. But sometimes, most of the time, people just want you to listen. They're, they're just trying they just to... just need to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Christy. Okay. That was a good one. Okay, we'll see y'all next week. Don't be toxically positive. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>